Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On today's episode of After the Snap, we will be recapping this past week across the NFL world. A couple of highlights, a couple of lowlights, and everything in between. It's time for After the Snap. Let's... Go! Every snap is an interview. After the snap. What a snap. And keep your mouth shut, 50! I lead by example. With Blake and Reed Ferguson discussing life in, out, and after football. To be able to leave walking away with a degree and a championship, uh, it couldn't be any better. Yeah! Well, you can take this boy out the real south on a but you can't take the real south out of my voice. And now here we go again, twist a little bit of teeth. So Blake, I know uh, we're recording this on Thursday evening. is about seven forty. Getting ready to turn on Thursday night football. Let's uh, go. This week it is uh, Washington v Chicago. I let's see. I'm trying to think of who we, we know. I know Cheeseman. Um, we had him on the podcast. Yep. Uh, we also had Pat Scales on the con- on the podcast. So two friends of the pod going at it tonight on TNF on Amazon Prime. I'll tell you what. And I know we weren't going to really talk about the Thursday night deal. There hasn't been like last week was not a great game this week, you know, based on perceptions of teams, whatever, like a bunch of people have been making fun of Thursday yeah. night football, the matchups and whatever. It's been getting a lot of um, heat. It's been getting a lot of heat. I think that's funny because the same people that are going to sit here and complain about it are the same people that are watching the game and the pregame. And all the way quarters, all 60 minutes of football more last week because it's addi- it's not addicting, but it's you can't turn it off. Yeah. The I NFL think- is so powerful, you can't, no matter what the product is on television, it's hard. You can't turn it off, whether think- you're watching for your favorite team, you know of somebody playing, you hate the team that you're watching. You're cheering for someone on your fantasy team, whatever it might be. The fact that there's nothing else on a Thursday the night. The fact that there's TV. nothing else on. The Yankees game got postponed. That's what I would be yeah. watching instead. But I'll be watching Thursday you, night football this week. I think if you look at the the data, uh, which I did earlier today, the ratings for Amazon's Thursday night football product has been significantly higher than they were anticipating or what their goal was. I was talking to Thomas Morstead, our punter, who is uh, one of the executive committee members for the PA and, and was sort of in those conversations when they were talking about doing the Thursday night football deal on Amazon and, and just saying how with it being a, with it being a premium subscription football game one night a week, you're naturally premium premium being the price premium, of it premium being you have you to have, have a subscription to Amazon subscription, Prime. Got it. Okay. It's not on your local television. Mm-hmm. It's not on cable television. You're naturally going to lose some, some viewership. Sure. And so the goal he said was somewhere around 7 million a week. 
and they've been averaging close to 11, 12 million a week. Last week, the Broncos Colts game was like 9.7. So it was kind of right in the middle, but still better than the goal of 7 million. And so I think you're right. I, I, I think that the, the fact that there's really nothing else on TV on a weekly basis on Thursdays besides, yeah. you know, some college football games, NFL is always going to outweigh college football games, no matter who's always. playing. Always. always, always. I think that even if it's a uh, quote unquote bad product, bad teams playing, whatever the case may be, people are still going to turn it on. I'm still going to watch it. You're still going to watch it. Yep. And, you know, I, I really don't even watch primetime games, but it, uh, the, there's no, you know, there's not a, is there any baseball on tonight? I know the, the Mariners no, the Yankees, Astros just uh, finished. Yeah, they just finished, and the Yankees game was going to be on yeah. uh, now, So yeah. and it got rained out. But what I was going to say was I think the one thing that Prime, that Amazon has done really well with TNF this year is the uh, All-22 angle that has all the next-gen stats in the screen window while you're watching the game. I think that's um, – Have you, have that you watched that? definitely adds to the – I have a little bit. I, I, it's hard for me to watch that the whole time because I do like the focused in yeah. camera angle on like a normal football camera. Right. But so is it just, that, is it from, is it the, is it the end zone side copy or is it a yeah, side, it's a side, side copy? copy. Okay. Yeah. It's just zoomed out, but they have, it's like, um, a picture in picture kind of deal where they have like the side and bottom is next gen stats. Got it. And okay. the big window is the game. But, so it's kind of um, like you're watching film. But, sure, sort of. But you're just watching the whole game like that. And then the commentators yeah. are broadcasting it. They're, you're getting that audio I'm pretty feed. sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I didn't watch it last week. It's It's been a few weeks. Yeah. Um, just because I like enjoyable. watching the normal one so, so much. But there a lot of people have been, including myself, have been appreciative of the alternate. Yeah. The alternate viewing choice, uh, if you will, experience. Sure. So, um, that's okay, definitely so something I'm going to be, that's definitely something I'm going to be yeah, trying tune in, out. Tonight. Tune in tonight for sure. Tune in tonight. So I want to get into the week five review. I know we have a few things later in the show that we are eager to cover a little roughing the passer drama, some, uh, Devante Adams. Some roughing this taps, cam- maybe roughing the, roughing cameraman. the cameraman. So we'll get to that in a few minutes. There. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, but I want to cover uh, our, our games from this past week. We both played on Sunday and both played in the one o'clock slot. We wanna, had the. I want to uh, note just how how interesting that that is. That this being we just played week five. That week was the five. first time you and I played one o'clock games. Outside of our game that we played against each other, yep. In the first four weeks, yeah, it's crazy. Mom and Dad were able to go to every single game. Yep. Thursday night football, you started out. I had Sunday yep. one o'clock game, and then you had Sunday. And we were we had Sunday Monday. again. Y'all were Monday night, and then we played each other, yep. and then we were, we were Thursday, Thursday night. Y'all were Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. So th- this past crazy. week was the first time that they weren't able to be. At yep. both of our games because they were at the exact same time. That's crazy um, to me. When is your next prime time? Next week, Sunday night football against the Steelers. 
Okay. All right. That'll be a good one. Yeah. So we had Pittsburgh. Good to see our guy, Christian Kuntz. Have you played against him? Nope. He is a second year guy. He's doing a good job. Is but he we, former this linebacker? Our, I'm not sure. I, uh, maybe. I mean, he's, he's a pretty big dude. Okay. Um, I could, I could see that, but, uh, it was our, like you said, week five, it was our first home 1 p.m. game, which is always a story in and of itself, uh, for anybody, uh, listening that is native to Buffalo or that, or that, uh, lives here and re- routinely goes to games. The one, the first 1 p.m. game for the tailgaters and the traffic and the contra flow is always, uh, an interesting sight. I had to wake up a few, a little bit early on Sunday to make sure uh, I was not stuck in traffic, and I still was. That was the you know the, the, that's the, the first to me. the first one p.m. Yeah, that's it. that's probably the only time you'll sit in traffic in the greater Buffalo area yeah. is uh, on a game day by the stadium at like eight a.m. nine a.m. Yeah, well, yeah, any time before kickoff. So so that was fun. We 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 beat the Steelers thirty eight to three. It was fantastic. I mean. A, a lot has been made in this game. Josh, Steph, Gabe Davis, the defense balling out. I did think that their, their, their quarterback, you know, I love Mitch Trubisky, but, uh, Kenny Pickett, I mean, he was, he was dealing it a little bit and it was sustained wins were north of, were, were hanging around 20 sustained wins, no. gusts up to 35. So, I mean, it was, it was not easy. And then that, that 98 yard, I'm sure you've seen it the, the on the first drive, the 98 no. yard, touchdown pass to Gabe Davis. Josh threw that. It was straight into the wind. And you can kind of see it if you watch maybe the TV angle or or a close-up angle of the ball. You can kind of see. I mean, I was sitting there. It was third down, third and ten from the two-yard line, and we were, like, getting ready to go out and punt. And I was like, this is not where you want to be no. backed up. Punting, and I see him punting into the wind. Into you, the wind. Yeah. Exactly. And I see Oof. him release it, and it's a spiral. And by the time it it like halfway gets it to Gabe, unwind. it like breaks up and starts. I'm like, <laughs> I hope this makes it to Gabe. Cause by then I'd saw that he had the receiver yeah. beat by like a yard or two. And, um, sure enough, it did. That was a ton of fun. So quick, crazy talk about, you know, I, I know like when we first started doing this podcast, we talked about like, uh, what are our pregame rituals in game? You know, how do you handle, uh, stress during games and stuff like that? So like, just put yourself in the stadium for a minute. You so we kick off, or they they kick off to us. We had a backup returner in. Um, he uh, mishandles the ball. The wind kind of catches it, blows it real hard at the end. Kind of fumbles it around, picks it up, tries to run and beat the edge, gets tackled at the two yard line or whatever it is. Not ideal. So you know we're like emotions. Uh, you know, high kickoff. Whoa, it's kickoff. And then, you know, fumble, you know, we're at the two yard line. You kind of go back down a little bit. And then it's like 98 yard touchdown pass. Oh my gosh. We're top of the, you know, you're on top of the moon. You know, go out there, kick the extra point. Ensuing kickoff into the wind, trying to get it down there so you can kick it to them and recover. Get ball gets hung up, hits a wall of wind and just mm-hmm. falls straight down at the 20 yard line. Returner runs up, bobbles it. We recover it on the 15 or 20 yard line, whatever it is. And then we attempt a field goal. It gets blocked. So like it's, it's up and down and up and down. Like the first five minutes of the game, I was like, holy yeah. cow. Like felt like it was just a 
I feel like I fast forwarded through a movie or something. Like I was like, oh my god, like like all over yeah. the place. It was bananas. But yeah, so it, not, it not felt, a ton. It felt like that for the first basically quarter of our game, except pretty much all of it was not going our way. And so it was like all of those awesome feelings, just like not those, just like opposite. <laughs> we stopped them on defense to start. Okay. They punt to us down inside the 10. It was on like the eight yard line or something. And first play of the game, uh, Teddy goes down. They get a free blitzer off the edge, throw in, and, and he has to come out of the game. So we're first play out of the game. And from then on, throughout the rest of the first quarter, there were just penalties and there were different things back and forth that just, it just felt like it was like the slowest game in the history of ever because there yeah. were just like so many stoppages and like you just, it just never felt like the game was going smoothly and just kind of a bad normal back and forth. And then we kind of got into the second, third, fourth quarters and and then it did, but you've been in games like that where yep. it's like, it's like, what, like what is happening right now? Let's refocus. And it feels like you're playing on a tilted field. Yeah, it does. It does. That's how, that's how I explain it to when, when yeah. you just have three or four drives that are just, are not going your way yeah. and you're losing the field position battle and yeah. it's just you feel like you're you're playing on the yes. on the ground end of all a, of a sudden you're you're yeah. playing with a rookie quarterback who didn't take yep. you know a ton Any of reps all week reps, right. because yep. Teddy yep. was taking those mm-hmm. reps because Tua had gotten hurt the week before so it just kind of felt like it was uh it, it, it snowballed a little bit but yes there are, I I I totally understand what you mean by sort of that roller coaster you know you get hyped up and then you're you know it's up yep. and down and up and down so we both hit on our games a little bit. Uh, there's been some recent news, you know, just to want to get into a little bit of a lighter note. Some recent news out of the Miami Dolphins locker room. I have a feeling you know what I'm talking, what I'm referring to. Can you enlighten the audience on uh, on on the recent uh, news yeah. out of the Miami locker room? For those who aren't following the Miami beat reporters, because this really hasn't been made much of a deal outside of that. We come in on, I think it was Monday, come in on Monday and the way our locker room is set up physically, there's, it's like a big, it's a big oval room lockers around the complete perimeter of the room. And then there's like a wall kind of in the middle, but like there's a split. So there's Hmm. two kind of walls of lockers sort of in the middle of the room with lockers on both sides. There's this big opening kind of in the middle of the room. And during OTAs, I believe it was, the recommendation was made that the couches that were in that space with TVs on both sides, the couches should be replaced with a ping pong table. Okay. Just one? Yes. There's only room for one. Oh, okay. So, because of the way that the the ball, you know, bounces off oh, the sure, table, sure. you kind of have to have some extra space around it. We get a ping pong table in there. That quickly becomes like the thing for everybody on the team. Like Brandon Jones is in there playing every single day. Like guys are getting really good at ping pong. Like 
the I would say probably half the team is you know participating in daily ping pong games. Okay, at some so, point. At some point in the day, yeah. you know whether you're kind of in between a meeting, like a break in a meeting, you got five minutes to go play a game to eleven or whatever it is. We come in Monday and the ping pong table is gone. And uh, what ultimately came of that was that the leadership of the team captains decided needs to have a little bit of a refocusing on what we're in the building to do. And that is not to play ping pong to which I, I, I definitely see the pros and the cons to that. Well, when, when coach McDermott and the, and, and the whole crew got here in 2017, we had Xboxes and PS4s in the yep. locker room. Those were gone. A pool table, that was gone. I think we had a ping pong table and that was gone. Yeah. So I'll let you finish. And then yeah. I'll... And so the sort of message was there the are. The merit is there. I'm, the, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Well, the message was that the focus just needs to be found again. I think going back to what I was talking about, at the beginning of the Jets game, a lot of those issues were self-inflicted things that sure. are preventable. That was sort of where that went. Tyreek did say in the media today that because he was he was sort of the uh, the one that was leading mm-hmm. the charge with just having it taken away and and just having guys doing more productive things in their time there in the building. He did say that he uh, got rid of it because he is getting a, a custom table for the team, Miami Dolphins, whatever. But I, I do think that there's some importance to what he what he did, and he slash the the rest of the leadership did with it's a privilege to be able to have some relaxation time yep. in the building, and you sort of earn that. I'm curious your thoughts. I know you uh, wanted to mention something else. We basically did the same thing. It is a, you know, removed the distractions because guys were coming in, playing video games, like right after practice, the whole, you know, you can, everything that your mind is telling you is true. And some of that was under the old regime. Right when, when coach came in, all the distractions were out of lock or, you know, all they, they were all gone and same approach. You have to earn it. And it's a privilege to, to be able to spend your meeting breaks. Yep. Playing cornhole, playing ping pong, whatever, right. you know, whatever it may be. So, um, I, the merit is definitely there. It is something that, that we did a few years ago and had to earn back. So I'm, 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 I'm with you. I think it's, I'm going to say it's a good move because, you know, it's working out well for us. Our guys know when it's time to get to business and when it's time to, right. you know, mess around and play ping pong for three and a half minutes while you got a pee break or something. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it comes with the territory. I think it, you gotta, like you said, you gotta earn it. Um, and it's a privilege, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's something that I guess, unless you've been in a locker room and, needed some kind of way to, you know, relax and whatever it may, you may not realize it, but I ask you your next primetime game is next week. Who do you guys play this coming Sunday? 
We're home versus the Minnesota Vikings. Excellent. One o'clock. Awesome. Uh, we are going to Kansas City yet again. You guys can't get a uh, home game versus Kansas City? We. I was reading an article the other day talking about the scheduling rotations and stuff, so I think we I think we play there again next year. That's just the way wow. the schedule Holy cow. falls because we play they played at us in twenty. Okay. So we go there and we play there in seventeen. They came here in twenty. We go back in twenty three. But uh it's uh, this year is the same place finisher game. So yeah. anyway, we are the late game, not the late game, the late afternoon game, like the America's game of the week on yep. Fox or whatever it is. So, um, that'll be cool. I, I like the afternoon game. The one o'clock is the best. Is it like 415? Um, 425, I think. We're like the later of the afternoon slot. But yeah, looking forward to that. It's a great crowd there. So next on the docket, very excited to give this award out this week. A guy that you and I have both played already this season. Great dude, um, and really great guy, uh, yeah. doing a do, doing a very good job uh, snapping the ball at the moment. Second year guy, the uh, after the snap, clutch snap of the week for week five goes to Baltimore Ravens long snapper Nick Moore Let's for his game winning field goal snap on the forty three yarder on Sunday Night Football against the Cincinnati Bengals. We traded jerseys last week. He it was raining, so I'm sending him one. He gave me one yes. while we were there, but um, I didn't nice. want to give him a wet jersey. So yeah. uh, I will be sending Nick a jersey soon. But congratulations to Nick on uh, winning this week's clutch snap of the week. A lot has been made, and congrats to Nick, by the way. Uh, a lot has been made over the years of how outstanding Justin Tucker has been in game winning scenarios just in general but i will say and he even mentioned it i will say that his operation that he's got from snapper holder uh that he's had uh with uh morgan and sam yep and now the new crew that he's got is i mean they have been top notch and yep they're doing uh, a good job there's a there's a it's very easy. I say it's very easy. It's very easy. Makes it much easier. I, I guess is the, the way I should say this to kick the ball when you know exactly where it's going to be, when it's going to be there every time for 11 years or however long he's been doing it. So, no doubt. Uh, congrats to Nick Moore. Big time snap in a big time spot. That's right. A few more things. Uh, I want to cover the, I felt like it was necessary to mention the fact that this season has been quite unfortunate for been tumultuous for the snappers. Tumultuous. That is a word that I not sure I would ever say on my own for long snappers. We've had, um, quite a few guys and I'm knocking on wood here. Quite a few guys go down this season, either temporary or. Uh, season long injuries, but two of the recent injuries are, are two really good dudes. Uh, Cowboys long snapper Jake McQuaid tore his tricep two weeks ago on a play. I rewatched the play and it doesn't, uh, he was just blocking and it didn't really look like he did anything funny. 
but congratulations to uh, Matt Overton and uh, Tucker Addington. I'm not sure if Tucker. Uh, I didn't look at the at like the 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 roster or anything. I was just looking at the additions, but they were both on the P squad. And Matt got elevated for the game last week out in L.A. Congratulations to those guys for getting another shot. Last Thursday, Broncos long snapper Jacob Jacob Bobin Moyer, another good dude, been snapping for the Broncos for a few years. Hurt his hand on Thursday night football last week. Got put on IR. Not sure if it's season ending, but the Broncos signed long snappers Joe Fortunato, who has been, I think he was in Green Bay for a stint, and uh, Mitch Fabroni, who I believe is coming from the USFL. Is that right? I'm not sure. Are you familiar? I'm not. Um, I, 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 I think, uh, and, and shout out to, um, I'm a, I, I, w- I want to get his, page right because I actually had to refer to his page when making these notes. Mitch Fabroni Fraboni um, Fraboni, excuse me pro long snapper tracker on Instagram. Do you follow? I don't. I have seen their posts before. They okay. do a good job with yeah. like the with Watching like updating the, the yeah, yeah, transactions yeah. and stuff. It looks like Fraboni uh, USFL was, it looks like he was signed and cut by the Texans in 2021. Worked out for the Bears mini camp with the with the Texans back in 18 and the Cardinals in 19, and then USFL in the 2022 USFL draft. And then, yep, uh, was signed to the P squad uh, a couple of days ago. So uh, congratulations to those guys uh, for getting a shot as a uh, former practice squad guy i know it's been super unfortunate this year with injuries knock on wood that doesn't happen to either of us but with jake the two the the two jakes and then clark in cincinnati yep i heard his tyler ott in seattle tyler separated Uh, his shoulder and carson tinker is still snapping up in seattle it's it's been yep tumultuous Yes. Uh yes, for quite. the for the snappers this year. So quite. uh hopefully we can get get through the rest of the season without any more. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. I hinted at it a little earlier and I want to get your thoughts on it. Last week and I guess last week it was Sunday probably, Tampa and Atlanta. And then obviously on Monday night, Kansas City uh Vegas had some pretty big calls on the uh, the whole roughing the passer deal. And I just want to be careful what I say because when you say stuff in official media, like in a post-game interview, like when official NFL journalists are there and stuff and you dig the refs, you get fined. So I'm not going to say anything bad. I just, it seems like, they're they're calling more of these because of the Tua situation. Would you agree? Just because so I, I I think that, but I also don't think that because if you look at the Kansas City one, Chris Jones lands on uh, Derek Car- Saxon, fum- he fumbles, yeah. catches the ball. He's like ca- t- catching the ball, yeah. but then lands on Derek car and you can't you like you can't land on them with your full body weight 
which yeah. when you're sacking a guy, like how are you in the heat of the moment? How on earth are you supposed to like think about that? But then later in the game, okay, I don't know his first name, Perryman for the Raiders hits and sacks. I don't know if he sacked him or if he just threw him down uh, after the pass, but uh, he tackled Mahomes to the ground and slung him down kind of like Tua got slung. So like, I, but they didn't call it. So I'm like, what, where, what's the line? But then you look at yeah. Brady and Brady is, Brady gets sat, gets thrown, sacked or thrown down, whatever. It's the softest penalty I've ever seen. And he, when he's trying to get up, he kicks the guy, doesn't get fined for that. But then the ref doesn't throw the flag until Tom is asking for it. Yeah. So and like, then, what are we do? What, what are we doing here? What was interesting to me was seeing the clip from gosh, I don't even know when that was kind of surfacing on Twitter of Tom Brady running the ball against the Bills back yes. way, way back. I that was like his second year playing. And he I think. he takes an absolute shot. Yes, and it was just the comparison of then versus now. What would be made of that clip right. now versus back then it was just 25 years nothing. ago or like 20 years ago stuff so, so much has changed and like yeah. like you said it's you know we have to be super careful what we say but it is it, it's interesting and it brings up a lot of questions when you talk about the techniques that the defensive players are supposed to play with and you know you teach Get off the ball. You teach. Get to the quarterback. You teach. Everything is aggressive, aggressive, aggressive. Get takeaways. Strip the ball. Do whatever you have to do to get the ball back to the offense. Yep. But also, don't hurt the quarterback. Right. So, it's it's a you're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place, and I hate that for the for the defensive players because I don't feel like that it. Um, it puts them in a position to have success at all. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can't hit, can't hit a quarterback high, can't hit a quarterback low, can't hit a quarterback late, can't land on the quarterback. There's just so many things now that protect that position that I think even Tom Brady mentioned like last year or the year before in like a, he did. in like yeah. a, it was like one of those barbershop yeah. conversations, things yeah. that he did. Uh, maybe with I am athlete or somebody. And he was just talking about how he, even he thinks it's kind of crap yeah. now, how th- just like how they're calling these. Does he? Uh, yeah. Right. Didn't seem, didn't seem <laughs> to Sunday, Sunday. Didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel for, for the pass rushers because it's, it just puts them in such a bind. Yeah. It's, it's tough. I, 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 at the, article I was reading, uh, Grady Jarek, I interviewed after the game and he said, just looking back on it, I'm still kind of left clueless on what I'm expected to do in that situation. Yeah. Uh, it's the, like, I mean, I don't, it's the softest penalty I've ever seen. Do players get so, fined for that as like an un- unnecessary roughness? No, Is that a fine? not, re- um, maybe since it's a personal foul, but I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent. Okay. Not a hundred percent. Next, I wanted to hit on the Bobby Wagner, which is, I think is just funny. 
The protester ran on the field two weeks ago. They played the Rams played at the 49ers, a fan or a, a, it was a protester. Not sure they were even there for the game. Well, they were there for the game, but ran on the field. I'm pretty sure they were like pink shirt with pink flare, which is exactly the same protester that was at our game against LA in week one. Not sure if it was the same group or whatever, but it was like, I think it was like an animal rights thing. Maybe I couldn't read the shirt. I don't really know, but Bobby Wagner laid the wood on the protester. I was, it was, it was a nice tackle and word surfaced that the protester suffered a concussion. Okay. So, you know, there's a, do you know exactly where I'm going? No, but I just think this whole conversation is hilarious. You know the recent video that's that's been being memed where the old guy is looking at the chalkboard and he's got the find out oh f around the, the f around and find out and he's like the more you the more you f, f around, around the more you're going to more you're going to find out <laughs> and it's it's slap that meme on this situation yeah. and it's to a T. Yeah. Yeah. I don't what do you know. expect is going to happen when you I, run on a football field in the middle of a football game. And you've got the security guards, in the middle who, of a plus the security ball. guards who can't get the person down. Like they're not, they don't chase the person in the like, middle they of a play. Any, you're stopping play. These guys, yeah. nobody wants you to be out there. I feel like it happens more and more. Now than it well, ever it's, used to. I mean, and I know that the the yeah. networks. You're saying all, the protesters? Yeah, I I know that yeah. the the networks have have always done a good job of just not showing it. They cut to commercial, or do whatever they have to do to not emphasize or not bring attention to these people who do these things, because that's exactly why they do them. But I do feel like that with the rise of social media and how quickly things end up on Twitter and Instagram and all over the place that there's still just this attention being brought that people hundred percent groups now are saying, Hey, let me go throw paint or food at the Mona Lisa to bring attention to some sort of whatever. People are, uh, let me go run on a football field to zip locking their necks to soccer goals. What are we doing? What are we? Somebody, I think, at a Starbucks parking lot, put like their feet in cement and just like stood there and was like, "I'm not leaving because Starbucks employees should get treated better." Huh? And so, I, I, to me, the whole situation is hilarious. And yeah, and I did see like right after that game maybe the next day that the guy had done, had submitted some sort of police report or something Good luck. claiming that he was claiming that he, he was assaulted or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. And to me, and, and this is sort of a good segue into the latest news to me, you're going to have a far less chance of having success if you're not supposed to be on the field, if you don't have a credential to be there, then you are in the case of Devontae Adams, who 
everybody saw on Monday night. Don't have to. That's a great segue. (laughs) Everybody saw it Monday night. It was on the broadcast. They were signing off of the broadcast. I know. And and they show him like walking out with his handler, security guy, whoever it was, maybe a PR person, who knows. And he just shoves the dude. But like, you can't, you can't run on the field protesting and not expect to be tackled by somebody. Just because it's Bobby Wagner doesn't mean, just because Bobby Wagner tackled you doesn't mean he was the only one that was going to tackle you. Somebody was going to tackle you one way or another. Ten yards later, it could have been a lineman or, or a, a security guard who's paid to do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, it it's hilarious to me because the person's like, oh, he he, you know, injured me. Morgan and Mor- I'm going to get Morgan and Morgan on the case for the people, whatever the one call. That's all. <laughs> but the so okay, so let's let's shift focus to the Devontae Adams thing because I think that the I, and I don't know what the guy was carrying. It's it the the it looked almost like headlines, a boom mic. The headlines have kind of gone back and forth on how they've described this guy, but he was carrying some sort of equipment uh, for the production. He was a credentialed member of the media or whatever. Walks in Devontae Adams' sort of path as as Devontae's leaving the field. Devontae shoves the guy. Guy gets thrown down, falls down, and is like, what just happened? You know, like, I, I get it. You're frustrated, but what are we doing? I feel like a crazy person because, oh, because you because you and I have the we're in the minority opinion here. Yeah, yeah. I've seen people all over the place it's that are not, like, oh, this is oh, it's, it's a money grab. It's a blah blah yeah. blah. I, okay, sure. I think the and this is. The, the, the situation we just talked about with the protester, those people cry wolf and make the camera guy look bad for doing it. Yeah. When it's his turn, right? When it's his, when it, when he needs to do it. Right. Maybe not. Who knows if he needs to do it? Who right. knows if he's really, who, who's it, who's to say that he didn't, you know, break his finger or something right. falling down? He's holding the, a piece of two, equipment like, if it lands on his hand wrong, you you know you fracture your wrist. I'm not. The I'm two not things that I did see were he filed a police report. This is the equipment guy, the yep. camera equipment guy. He filed a police report. And he left in an ambulance. Who's to say that he didn't suffer an injury? I mean, it. I don't care how mad you are after a loss, division opponent. You almost had a chance to get the win. Like I understand. I've been there. You can't. Do that. You no. can't. <laughs> I no. don't care. Like, that's not when somebody walks in front of you and you're walking off the field, you just sh- like, what kind of reaction is that's that? That's just not the way you treat you're a just human an being. Angry person. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And even if, even if it, even if, and I'll give him the slightest benefit of the doubt here, Devontae, I'm talking about, even if it was a, chance reaction and you were just like so mad and you blacked out and you just you just shove the guy okay even if that happened and you didn't mean to do it help the guy up right 
he just kind of looked at him and show like a little bit of concern for the guy's right. health, right? He just walked by and like looked at him laying there. Like, yeah, I don't understand that. Yes, we have one of our best friends is a photographer that shoots NFL games. I still, even if we didn't know Brett and didn't understand what these guys go through to shoot these games and, and get on the sideline yeah. and like make a living that way. I still think I'd feel the same. Like, I don't think being friends yeah. with Brett changed no, my opinion on this. Not at all. Right. And the more I thought about it last night, I'm like, yeah, because I'm friends with Brett, I feel like this. No, that's not true at all. This is not, that's not how you, and I, we may be making bigger of this than it really, than it is, but the dude filed a police report and he charged Devontae Adams with misdemeanor assault. That's not how you treat somebody. No. No. Period. End of story. Devontae I don't care, I don't care if they bump, if, if they bump, if he bumped into him, it, it, you wouldn't yeah. like turn to him and shove him away. Like, I yeah. don't know, bro. That's, it's, I don't know. I'm sure Devontae is a nice guy. I see his Taco Bell commercials all the time. <laughs> Dad loves them. The commercials? Like 10 commercials when they were here over the weekend, like over the three day period. Dad's a, he loves those commercials. Dad's a, Dad's a big commercial guy, though. He's a big loves, he loves to quote a commercial. Specifically, yeah. anyway, the, sorry, the got on my soapbox there for a second. The progressive uh, becoming like your parents one. Yeah, just weird situations. Specifically, as it re- as it relates to the Bobby Wagner and the Devonte Adams things, there's no running from the limelight when that kind of thing happens. Like, even if even if the broadcast hadn't showed it, there are still so many cameras and so many eyes on you. Yeah, as a as a as an NFL top 100 player like really good receiver in a new place like trouble the all the eyes are on you yeah you, you cannot act like that there's uh the slightest chance you could get away with it if you're like third tight end right and you're like the first one off the field but you're the last one off the field on a primetime game Yep. Can't happen. That's a wrap on this week's episode of After the Snap. Thank you all for joining us as always. Subscribe. Follow us at After the Snap Pod. Subscribe on uh, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Go find our content places because we are just about everywhere. They're going to plaster our face on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. Who knows where else? You know who I, you know who I've been seeing a lot of, uh, recently? I don't know how long they've been doing their podcast is, uh, Jason and Travis Kelsey. So, Didn't know two that they... other brothers that wow. are potting it up in the league. So, Feels, sounds like we've got cool. some competition. We do have some competition. Well, their, uh, their Twitter account has 12K. So, got our work cut out for us. They have also each won a Super Bowl. So, that might have something to do with it. Or just the fact that they're like two of the most recognizable faces in football. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, we're also two of the most recognizable faces in football because we pretty For much have the same face. Service. We have the same face. Just different yeah. hair. Yeah, different hair. Well, that's a wrap. 
Thanks for following That's us it. as always. Thanks for listening. Uh, this has been After the Snap, tales from two brothers who live life upside down. <laughs>